Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Thank you for listening to the FCS Podcast with your hosts, Joe DeLeon and Sean Anderson. Here on the Believe Podcast Network, do you believe... Listening to the FCS Football Podcast presented to you by the Believe Podcast Network, your go-to source, your number one source for quality, in-depth FCS Division One football analysis. The most entertaining FCS football show out there. I'm Joe DeLeon, joined by my good friend Sean. Sean, what's uh, what's the soup of the day today? Could you give? Could you at least give the listeners my last name in case we're getting a? <laughs> oh, Sean Anderson. If you oh, didn't thank know. you. Also known as Soup Boy. What is oh, the? Uh, what is the soup I of the day? I should have led with my opener. <laughs> uh, I don't know why. Folks, you, I guess you can't. You knew it was coming. I you guess knew it was you coming. can't drink soup anymore to get a healthy mix. Drink, of pro- wait, wait. Or, or eat soup anymore to get a healthy mix of vegetables and proteins. Uh, I guess you can according do to that. Joe DeLeon, who you can eats do pasta that. seven days a week. I don't. That's a you're just saying that because I'm Italian. Joe is the most pretentious eater on this planet. Look, I'm not. Remember saying, when you bought a flask hey, I'm sophomore a- <laughs> year? Jeez. How 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 much dust are those wine glasses in your room gonna gather? How about your artesian Look, crackers? Nothing. Your cocktail crackers artisan, are going stale. Ar- artesian. Are, are you kidding me, dude? You're gonna talk about There's eating foods wrong. with me. There's nothing wrong with the soup thing. It's just weird that you buy six cans of soup for the whole week. What am I going to... I'm not going to buy... You only eat soup. No, that's not true. (laughs) Yes, you do. What What else do you eat for dinner? What else? Yesterday, I had uh, a chicken and shrimp bowl, and then I also grilled up kielbasa and put that on top of it. So how about that? That's not a pretentious meal like you do. That was because you didn't run to the grocery store and get more soup. around... And you have these little meal prep boxes that you spend extra money on because I, I guess you're Mister Deep Pockets. I don't spend extra money. It's to... about the same if I if I try to nope, cook myself. More. I don't have time to cook okay, for myself. But you, you flaunt around with these in the in the locker room and you hold them out in front of you like you just caught a nice fish. So people ask, <laughs> "Oh, what you got there, Joe? Do they have those outside the locker room?" No, 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 no one you guys, asks me. You that. guys are just eating no, eggs no, and bagels. No, look what I got it and. At ten in the morning, my food's worse. What are you talking about? That food I stopped ordering from there because it sucked. I started ordering from a different place. That food was terrible. Just admit you're a much more pretentious eater. Also, 
You're just mad because I'm, t- I'm talking badly about your soup. You That's wanted what you're some. Mad. That's what you... No, no, no. No, no, no. It's not about my soup. It's not like a soup that I made. It's chunky soup. It's a, the, the... Chunky Campbell's. Yes. Yeah. That's what it is. We should get you sponsored, I like the old-time vegetable... And that it's good. I like the way it tastes. I like it has a lot of vegetables in it. Can can does anyone know anyone at Campbell's that we can hook this up? <laughs> Seriously, I think this is this is the perfect no, no, no. endorsement opportunity. Speaking of endorsements, we're going to be into that later on. Probably take a guess what that is. Oh, Come on, wouldn't you want to be endorsed by by Campbell's Chunky? Didn't they do that whole thing where it was like the soup for men? You need some ad, uh, knee braces for that transition. Okay. <laughs> a big leap. <laughs> a big leap. <laughs> yeah, I was jumping right to the end. <laughs> All right, we're hopping over to the water cooler now, Sean, and we're you know grabbing our, our cup of water. And uh, Shan. <laughs> what? That's how you said my name. Sheen. You said, All right, Shan. <laughs> Sheen. <laughs> It's spelled S H A W N. So we're we're at the water co- cooler. We got our cups, and the first thing I want to talk to you about, Sean, is that Montana blasted UC Davis, forty-five to twenty. This was a good UC Davis team that hung around with NC Davis despite three bad turnovers in that game, and they ended up losing. They got blasted by Montana, so they basically just pushed themselves out of any contention to be. I would say in the top fifteen, if you can't if you can't play close with Montana. Yeah, we were saying UC Davis was some big time lock, and they're getting busted up. You, I don't know. You can't have forty five dropped on you and and be. I mean, now I guess we're going to rank Montana higher. We have to. Yeah, I certainly agree. I certainly think that you need to uh, bump them up a little bit, and they actually did see a pretty significant jump in their. Poll rating, we're going to be getting to that when we get to Friscology later, but I need another cup of water here at the water cooler because Tarleton State Division II football team is making the jump to FCS. I believe it is next year, and if anyone doesn't know, they're a school that is located in Texas. So we have a new team coming to the wonderful division of FCS football. Interesting. I thought I would have uh, known more about Tarleton given that Texas doesn't have a lot of colleges and universities within it. <laughs> you know, that it's also a, a relatively small state, and that ah, it's yeah. also one of the smallest states, if not, I think it's smaller than Rhode Island, right? That's it. <laughs> yeah, I don't get how you're going to compete very much in, in, in Texas. I understand some of these schools in locations where they can have an advantage. Like LIU Post. <laughs> good one. Uh, LIU Post made sense because there's, no school that's a prominent school in Long Island, on Long Island, as they say over there. And Merrimack made some sense because there's not a lot of Massachusetts schools, nor is there a Massachusetts school at the FCS level. Stop making that damn face. I will what swing face? at you on Everybody, this recording. Everybody, I wasn't making a face, okay? You know what you did. You know what you did. Could we just... All right. So there were some games that, <laughs> sa- some games that saved our job this past weekend, and... I'm sure listeners are going to be expecting us to include some of the games that we didn't get to, but we think that these are the most deserving. And that first one is Delaware just slightly falling to a very good ACC opponent in Pitt. And I need to say this, that we almost called this, but it, you know it's still Sean's fault because he was the one who uh, ultimately made the, uh, made the pick. So you were wrong, but we were almost right. That's basically what I'm getting at. What's that look you're giving me? I, I'm, I'm lost. <laughs> <is all. laughs> Never mind. <laughs> so this game was a hard-fought defensive battle. 
and it was very, very close throughout the whole game. Not a lot of scoring, as you can tell from the final score. Basically what happened was uh, Nichols of Delaware had a strip to set up a Towson Townsend touchdown catch to take a 14-10 lead about midway through the third quarter, and then a third and 17 heave set up an eventual third and seven prayer in the tight coverage touchdown pass by Pitt to take that final lead. And Sean was pretty upset by the outcome of this game because the game basically ended on an anticlimactic roughing the kicker penalty. Sean was pretty upset because he didn't think it was roughing the kicker on a punt. Do you want to get to your last last point before I touch on that? Oh uh, no, you can go ahead and touch on it now. It wasn't a penalty. It wasn't a penalty. It was clearly the the player didn't even touch the punter. The punter did his little leap after he punted and his you just foot hate specialists. still No, no, no. No, no. You <laughs> know, watched that just, play. Yeah. His his foot went underneath the Delaware punter, not on top where he could have stepped on him. No, it, it landed and he went underneath and then he stumbled and it just it was so bogus the way that, that that was a called penalty with 143 or something like that left on the clock. It Just an absolutely egregious penalty. Aside from that, good for Delaware for fighting all game. Really tough opponent. Uh, but I'm just really frustrated that they were stripped of an opportunity to give themselves a shot to go down and win it or tie it at the end of the game. To be fair, to be fair, that punt was downed at the five-yard line. Stop making fun of my hand movements. <laughs> what are you doing? That's not what I was doing. That punt was going to be down around the five-yard line. This was an offense that only had 170 yards of total offense. The Delaware offense, the whole game, compared to 443, was which Pitt had in this game. And... I was really wouldn't expect them to be able to go 95 yards down the field and score in that situation. I just I, I didn't have, have a lot the of faith. They should have yeah. the opportunity. They should have the opportunity, but I, I would not have been confident in them to be able to do it because their defense is really what held them in the game. Crazy things have happened, Joe. Yeah, you never know. So the other game that saved our jobs this week was Weber State, Northern Iowa. Weber State getting the victory 29-17 to ranked matchup, which we previewed in the UWU games of the week last week. And in this game, Weber State only rushed for 70 yards on 34 carries and Northern Iowa, 36 carries for 172 yards. So there was a big disparity in the rushing numbers. Now, there wasn't a ton to go off of this game because there wasn't any film for this game. Um, were you able to find some? Were you able to give me that look? Just let me lead this one. Yeah, go ahead. I literally said it last week. I, ju- I, I came onto the mic and I exclaimed during the UU games of the week what de- uh, Northern Iowa's key to victory was. You needed to start fast. You know who did start fast? Weber State, who scored 20 in the first quarter. A direct quote from myself. Get Weber State to adjust their game plan first. Whoever does that first will win the game. So frustrating. <laughs> now, I know... Just a little teaser for the Thursday. You might not think Sean knows what he's talking about when it comes to games or deciding how games will be won or lost by the win total amount percentage on the year from the pick'em. Wait, why did it, it get the, worse? It, <laughs> oh, no. Just I'm really a teaser. <laughs> you might not think I know what I'm talking about, but I promise you I do. You have to start fast. If you're Northern Iowa, that has to be a point of emphasis within the week before this, you only scored three points in the first quarter. 
you need it's just so frustrating it's so frustrating and aside from that you rushed for 172 you obviously could run the ball that day you need to be able to finish drives because if, if you can run the rock like that you should have more than 17 points in the game all in all I mean Weaver State top ranked opponent very good team but Northern Iowa was ranked number nine last week so but uh, this was another defensive battle and Weber State just had more opportunities because I don't see really any there's no statistics that I can really point to and say oh they had a big game the best performer was Caden Jenks who had 219 yards and two touchdowns passing so overall an average performance but still just a lack of an ability to take advantage of an opportunity for Northern Iowa because you need to win these ranked games early if you want to build that resume and if you want to build that notoriety to make yourself a clear tournament team when that when that time comes around. So now, Sean, segment three, our favorite no-name segment. Still waiting to name that one uh, because Division Double One Double A Double Down. It's already named. Was yeah, rejected. We're just we're just the gonna segment forget, three. We're just gonna forget yeah. D One Double A Double Down. Okay, just segment three. <laughs> if you're joining in now, it's just segment three. So segment three, the shocking score of segment three. Mine was Austin P. Almost beating Jacksonville State by 20 points. So a lot of people were assuming Jacksonville State was getting this momentum. They were getting their feet back under them. And then, bam, get completely dominated by Austin P. 52 points compared to their 33. Bad game, bad performance for Jacksonville State. And they have continually killed and destroyed their tournament resume. Ohio Valley is coming out with some stunners this year. Oh, yeah. That's a conference that's putting up some points. My segment three shocking score of the week uh, was Samford 61, the Citadel 55 in quadruple overtime. What eventually lost the Citadel the game was that they were 0-3 on fourth down throughout the day, and instead of kicking a field goal in quadruple overtime, they decided to go for it on fourth and two on Samford 6, and they missed out. Uh, and they just ended up losing as Sanford went down and scored the touchdown and won the game. That was That's an insane game. Any game that goes into single overtime, you can qualify for a shocking score of the week or a game that saves our jobs, but if you're going to quadruple and it's going to be that high scoring, good on you. Very shocking score of the week. Now, our favorite segment, as always, is Fat Stats. The expanded Fat Stats that we always give you. We have our offense, we have our defense, and we got a little bit of special teams. Sean, who is your fat stat? My fat stat of the week, quarterback Bailey Zapp. Not the first time. From Houston Baptist. Oh, baby. Threw for 498 yards and... That's a real number. Just got to make sure I read this right here. Let me zoom in. You got to zoom in. Yeah, it's I just want to make sure I zoom yeah, in. Yeah, it's... I didn't believe it either. Just, just to, yeah, double check. You know, you can do a good little. Trying. I gotta get real close here. Okay. Uh, seven touchdowns. Yeah, seven touchdowns. God, that is obese. <laughs> That's an obese stat. That's an now, obese. Stat. Mine's not as obese, but you know who else threw seven touchdowns? Was Prince? Oh my God, I didn't write his goddamn name down. <laughs> Did you? Someone deleted his name. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> Princeton's quarterback. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Vamp while I look up his name. Oh, oh my goodness. Yeah. 
they're doing something <laughs> right in Houston Baptist if they're throwing for that, that the rock all around like that. Uh, for Princeton, I believe they came out with a win this week. They must they have did. They given this. They dominated Bucknell and Princeton's. It was Kevin Davidson. I can't believe I took the time to write down Princeton quarterback, and then I didn't write down his name. So Kevin Davidson, senior quarterback, who has been one of the best quarterbacks in the Ivy League. You think I would remember his name if he was so good. Also threw for seven touchdowns, 381 yards. Not as fat as Bailey Zapp, but still, those are some pretty gaudy numbers. Throwing for seven I mean, really, touchdowns. it's only a 100-yard differential between the two if you, you know. Only. <laughs> yeah. Now, who is your defensive pick? These aren't as fat, but they're still pretty fat. The chubby stats. I'm going with Wagner's Trayvon Grant. Nine tackles, fat enough as is. Four tackles for loss, still pretty fat. Two and a half sacks, super fat, and a forced fumble on the day. Have a day, Mr. Grant. I was leaning towards Devon Grant, but I'm going to end up going with Brian Mills, NC Central. He had three interceptions. That's one player. Now, I'm not saying saying that NC Central as a team had three interceptions. I'm saying Mills himself had three interceptions. Ball hawk. Some guys don't even rack in three interceptions and play every single defensive down in a whole season. This guy did it in one game. Uh, That might be fatter. Three three picks. It's a pretty good comparison. See, Grant has more going for him, but I think Mills, the three picks, and just the two tackles is a nice little add-on, but the three picks... That's pretty gaudy. Now, specialist guys, uh, we didn't pick one individually here. These are just the two guys that had the fattest stats. Why don't you lead with the one that you would care to uh, preface? I'll take Albanese, Dylan Burns. Albanese? (laughs) (laughs) No, no. no. Albanese, Dylan Burns. Four for four on field goals. You're four for four. That's pretty good. Very fat. It's not easy, one, to kick four field goals, but to make all of them. Right. Big contribution High if pressure. you're able to yeah, knock those down. I actually do uh, – I don't personally know him well, but I do know Dylan. I've, I've snapped with him before. My fat stat, though – Dylan. <laughs> my fat stat, though – actually, Dylan was a very good story coming into the season. Um, the Albany coaches at the end of training camp had police come in, like come to practice, like pull up their car, and – they made it seem like, oh, they needed to speak with these players, and they ended up handing them sheets saying, you're on full scholarship. And so oh, Dylan was awesome. Yeah, Dylan was one of those players. So, for him. yeah, amazing story uh, uh, from him. Are you going to get to uh, Jake Coates? <laughs> yeah, for some reason, I <laughs> capital A here. Jake Coates. He had 133 putt return yards. Gosh. And one touchdown of Youngstown State. So, heck of a punt returner for Coates. Heck of a performance from him. So, I, you know, yeah, what do you got? We don't have a lot. We try not to to bring our team into this, but I feel like Amir Dorsey, I would at least like to give a shout-out to him for his special team performances this week. Yeah, it did end up getting undermined because of the <clears throat> outcome of the game. <clears throat> yeah, we're not going to get into it's that. It's all I wanted to say. It hurts. Amir, uh, Amir Dorsey, yeah. good job this week, this past week. So, students, scooch on up because we got Friscology right on the chalkboard over here. We're teaching you how you get to Frisco at the end of the season. And the way they get to Frisco is you finish well in the polls – now, my first take on the Stats FCS poll here, Sean, is that Montana was previously ranked at 19. you want to know how far they moved up, Sean? Oh. They moved oh, up no, no, one. Oh, they but, moved up one to 18, but they and they just, beat UC Davis. But they just beat the four seed. They should have moved up, you know, two yeah, seed. Two, uh, yeah, that's three, a— Three, maybe four. Oh, wait. No, no, they must have a worse record than UC Davis. Oh, wait, no, Montana's four and one, so— Wait, there's no way this is— UC Davis is— This is lazy. 
You see Davis? This wasn't even changed. Two and three? This says this was updated on the 30th. Wait, I'm about to get mad. I was doing a bit. I know you're doing a bit, Obviously. but UC Davis is still four. Yeah. So that means this That's was not properly updated. Is it not updated at all? It must not have been. The Stats FCS no, one is not. No, because through four weeks. Oh. Uh, no, I think they... No, no but no, I had, no, it has no, all the outcomes in here it's correctly. Definitely out, yeah, it's definitely through five weeks. It, let me, did no one change? Oh, let, me pull, let me pull it up from a different site, but the coaches poll, Sean, if we're taking a look at that. God, let's see if that's any different here. This one is a little bit more accurate because they went, Montana went from 17 to 9. Yes. Okay. And made that huge jump. What's going on with stats? Let me pull, let me, let me try the actual. Oh. See, let me try I the like actual the coaches website. here. Yeah. The coaches are giving props here. Yeah. Montana beat UC Davis. UC Davis is now lower than Montana. UC Davis sitting at 12. That's correct. Thank okay. You. So the, what happened here is the NCAA website that we've been going off of, they did a really bad job. They didn't do their job. They didn't update it, which is what we've always been going off of because stats did update theirs. And Montana jumped up to six oh, wow. in their poll. So I, both ends, that is the right thing that they made that jump. They made UC Davis look silly, who's now ranked at 12. I don't think a two and three teams should be ranked at 12. I just don't. Albeit one of those games was to an FBS team, and two of those games were to North Dakota State and Montana. I still am not a, a firm supporter in keeping them that high. I also think you and I should have taken a little bit more of a hit after their loss to Weber State. Yep. Um, and as far as stats, I also appreciate that Delaware didn't move after their, their tough game. God. Jacksonville State pit. should be lower than 21. They should be lower than 21. I mean, Yeah, they're 20 in the coaches poll and 21 in the stats FCS poll. Look, I just don't see Jacksonville State recovering from what? this. Dude, I don't. A roller coaster, dude. They every week. I mean, I, but I guess we're still lauding them for beating Eastern Washington. But I mean, who it's, has it's, not been good? And it's then, Eastern Washington. So I also don't support Eastern Washington being twenty-one in the coaches poll and also being twenty-two in the stats FCS poll. You lose to North Dakota, or no? Sorry, they beat North Dakota, but they lost to Idaho the previous week. I don't really think that's enough to really make your make a case for yourself until you can be well over 500 and string together some consistent wins, I don't want to see you in the top 25. I just don't think that's right. Gosh, give Hugh Bappy a nod. I mean, sorry, Houston Baptist a nod. What? Like what, that. what was that? <laughs> Hugh Bappy? Hugh Bappy. Oh, that's so disrespectful. That, yeah, that is incredible. That's but like they, saying Duquesne instead of Duquesne. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just... <laughs> no, they, they're 4-1, Houston Baptist. Receiving votes. They received 86 votes. They, Houston Baptist and, and Bailey Zapp, yeah, they've been an underrated team this year, and I think that, like Central Arkansas, they're going to continue to rise. They just need a little bit more momentum, and they need to finish the season strong. Now we're on to Kwame's Corner, which is our social media segment, and we have one question for you from Nick Masseroni, the trumpet man, the man of the Kennesaw State Band, asked us, UC Davis was dominated at home by the Grizz this past weekend. Should poll voters look at... <laughs> that came Should out poll voters look at... It's <laughs> not a Canadian there for a second. <laughs> like a Philadelphian. <laughs> no, more Canadian. Should poll voters look at the North Dakota State win versus UC Davis differently following this week? Does this help JMU's argument for a top team in the FCS? <laughs> What are, you, what are you thinking? A win's a win. And UC Davis obviously has talent. 
They obviously have talent on both sides of the ball. I mean, we're going to diminish a win after we learn that a team wasn't that good. When in we within week three, whenever they played, they they were seemingly good. And then if they even if they sputter out and lose the, lose off for the rest of the season, at that point they were still a good team, in my opinion. So I don't think it it would give JMU a nod, no matter how bad UC Davis does for the rest of the year. I think you go down a very slippery slope if you do your analysis like that if you think that you know if you try to look back at at wins and thinking like oh that this team that was originally ranked four is not doing as well and they're they're sliding down the top 25 rankings you know like maybe we should slide them down I think you can't be looking in hindsight you have to always just be looking ahead you have to be looking at a week by week basis that's generally how you're going to do it and then finally when the tournament comes that's when you maybe want to evaluate all those wins and losses but when we're talking about adjusting the top 25, that's really the basis for doing it. Right. Now, maybe at the end of the season, if both these teams have the same record, I would maybe give JMU the nod in that situation because they're probably playing a number. Actually, they are playing a number of ranked CAA opponents. The other <laughs> Kwame's Corner God. comment we received. This is a comment. This is from... Chris Daddy Anderson. Nope, you can't do that. The father you can't do that. Of Don't do that. <laughs> I can't wait till he's Try gonna, it again. he's going to add me. I just know. Chris Anderson, the father of the Sean Anderson, uh pointed out that I called Sean my Vanna White and he said I sh- I saw Vanna White in Hawaii. Sean is no Vanna White. <laughs> Got to love the love for the old man. <laughs> <laughs> God, I love I I love the comments that we get from your dad. You do it's look just, like yeah. you look like uh Bob Barker. Oh, thank you. Now <laughs> I look like a, an elderly man is what you're getting at. You know, I feel like one. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> this final thing that we want to discuss, and we want to do this because it certainly is relevant. California passed a law allowing NCAA players to profit off of likeness and endorsements. Now, this won't go into effect till 2023 but it has created a quandary as some other states are potentially moving towards making a similar law passed. But in the meantime, the NCAA is trying to prevent these California schools from doing this. Otherwise, they would not be affiliated with the NCAA. Paul! (laughs) Oh, you're getting at that. God. Um. Yeah, there was an interesting comment or the interesting thought out there is I mean, that if this goes through and they're allowing it, San Jose State could potentially out uh, <laughs> out recruit Alabama. I'd like to make a futures <laughs> bet on Cal in twenty twenty five. No, we can't how talk about that, betting. How much could that pay off? What do you think? Oh, oh yeah, I'm so sorry. Can't talk um, about betting. Look, the way that I look at this, and we've had a number of professional athletes, being LeBron James, Draymond Green, Richard Sherman, speaking out on this issue. Everybody does. Yeah. Everyone, every professional athlete ever has spoken on this issue. The NCAA needs to do their due diligence, and they need to allow this to happen. If they continue to fight it, it's just going to it's going to blow up in their face. It's going to. Because players, if they are able to build a brand for themselves because they're so talented, or even if it's through extracurriculars like Sean and I are doing, by doing stuff off the field, they should be allowed to make money off of it. They shouldn't be limited 
just because the NCAA says they can't. I'm kind of in the middle here. I think back to an old NFL films clip of uh, when Mike Ditka uh, prevented all of his players from doing a commercial, and then he went out and did like a Chef Boyardee commercial, and then all of the players started goofing on him. Uh, So that kind of gave me an inside look on, oh, you know, one of your players on the team is, even even a coach on the team is doing a commercial. It's not that bad. And then I think of what Tim Tebow said is it it's turning it more into an individual it could turn it into a more of a, a a me type game instead of a we type game we're all in this together no one's getting paid um I mean it's not saying that I mean it's it could still be we everyone would still have an equal opportunity to get paid but in reality not everyone would get paid nobody no one would endorse me on the field for my quality of play or anything I've done on the field. No, but you've created a resume to yes, make but yourself. That's, I'm, I'm just saying, if and you're it, more credible because you're if, a, a, if, a student athlete. Yeah, but if I weren't doing that, if I weren't doing what we're doing now, and I would just like, hey, oh, yeah. I play at URI. I'm, you know, I'm me. Give me some free albies. Give me some. Yeah, uh-huh. give me some albies. It probably wouldn't happen. And I think it just depends on. I don't know if players are going to be okay with that. I mean, what if we saw. Aaron or Kyle getting getting paid? Would you be jealous, or would you just say, "No, hey, they earned it. They went out and earned they it. They earned it." Yeah. Anyone who performs at that higher of a level, they earn it. And the people that can't and aren't performing at that high of a level, where their play guarantees them potential endorsement opportunities, find other ways. Right. I think if you're creative, like you and I are, if you're creative, you should be allowed to use that to your advantage. Just, you shouldn't be limited because the NCAA doesn't think you should be able to market yourself. But I can see the counter-argument very well. I mean, just because I, th- I believe you and I both care about the we of the game and that football is the ultimate team sport so much that it's hard for us to imagine a possibility of it becoming like basketball in the NBA, which I know that I am terribly sick of, and I believe that you are also. Yeah. It's just th- there's a pureness to football in that we're all in this together, and it's not like – I mean, in the NFL – fine there's a whole bunch everyone has their own brands everyone does Marshawn Lynch does everyone it's just in college it's us we're still a team we, it, it, it's all we and I understand that but I think that in reality like a lot of the players across the nation would have the same thoughts as Joe and I would oh he went out and earned it he did it he his play reflected that I'm not saying I deserve it because I'm self-aware enough mm-hmm. to say that but I'm sure there I mean we know football players a lot of players would be not as self-aware as us and think that they'd be deserving of a, a compensation also and then I just uh I think it could be lopsided though uh it, if it's only California and that everybody else would have to follow because that recruiting deal yeah. is a, it, it would be serious and yes. I would like to I I would actually like to do a one-off show about this just where we just go in depth a deep dive into how this could spiral and the possibilities of it i'm perfectly uh comfortable do with doing that maybe something we do in the off season and, and do like a deep dive and do a lot of research and discuss potential outcomes for this and hopefully there are some more developments that come along with it that's gonna be it from us folks thank you for tuning in as always be sure to rate and subscribe and give us some feedback feedback wherever you're listening to us if you just happen to stumble upon us you can find us wherever you can find a podcast specifically apple podcasts google play stitcher iHeartRadio, spotify you name it also we are on the believe.com website spelled b-l-e-a-v now make sure you go and follow us on twitter as well at joe DeLeon, d-e-l-e-o-n-e 
and at Sean Anderson 65. Also be sure to follow Believe Podcasts on Twitter and Instagram spelled B-L-E-A-V. Thank you for tuning in, folks. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.